I don't think I've watched it. The bodies. 2007. Around their souls. It's possible I didn't see it. The cities wrapped it's not around good. those. <laughs> 90, 95% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. We should probably get started. I lived on this block my whole life. <laughs> Most of these people have. When your job is to find people who are missing, it helps Here. to know where they started. All right, let's go. <laughs> where they started. <laughs> helps, to know, helps to know where they started. I might have to rewatch that one, Brian. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's great for the, the Affleck movie, like pronounced Boston, Af Boston accents. And then like Morgan Freeman pops in and he just fucking sounds like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> He's like, no, he just has the Morgan. It just sounds like him. No accent. Yeah. He only has one yeah. character like, himself. I'm just here to be Morgan Freeman. <laughs> That's what you hired him yeah. for. <laughs> to talk like Morgan Freeman. Welcome to House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. This is episode 119. <laughs> it's Monday night, August 29th, 2022. Thank you for listening. Let's introduce the rest of the crew. In studio with me is Brian Clark. Hey. Hello, Brian. Hi. And coming to us virtually from St. Paul, Minnesota, it's Bo Brady. How's it going? Great. Thanks for asking. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. What are we going to do today? It's still the off season. Season. There is basketball on i haven't watched much of the fiba oh no uh, i watch clips what channel is it on i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> we're going to cover the nba the way we see it we're going to talk hoops not sure how much hoops but there will be hoops don't forget to visit the website houseofhoops.com it's h-a-u-s of hoops.com .com alright gentlemen what's going on uh -huh. Bo how are you doing great yeah thanks, good. For, thanks for asking that's good. That's good. Uh, what have you been up to? We were off last week. We're here uh, tonight. We took a we took a trip out of state. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Care to 
elaborate? We flew out to Denver and Ooh. stayed near my sister's place. She lived just kind of northwest of Denver in a little small uh, suburb called Westminster. So we saw her for a night and then we drove up to Estes Park and we stayed at this. The YMCA has bought a bunch, back in the early 1900s, bought a bunch of land right in, in this area that wasn't quite, wasn't yet Rocky Mountain National Park, but is it is now adjacent to Rocky Mountain National Park. And I had never been to Rocky Mountain National Park, despite having lived in Colorado previously. It's it's busy and it's it was you know it's a good national park to take to kids. So we uh, yeah, it was fun. YMCA of the Rockies is very family friendly. They have activities for the kids all the time, like nine to five all day. They have activities that you can go to. They have a pool, mini golf. All that stuff is like the pool and mini golf are included, but like arts and crafts, you got to pay for the individual crafts you're going to do. Or if you're going to go horseback riding, you got to pay for that. That's extra. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was really fun. Nice. Yeah, it was, you know, the kids are five, seven, and nine, so they're, they're not quite ready to do long hikes. They complain a lot. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was fun. You enjoyed it. Yeah. Did you go digging for gold or anything like that? No, I didn't go panning for gold. I guess I should have. I don't think it's really gold country, though, out that way. Oh, okay. How's yeah. your sister? She's great, man. It was fun to see her. The kids love her. so That's cool. Bo's sister is just a smaller female version of him, I think. <clears throat> have you met her? <laughs> no, but I, I saw like a... He sent us like a picture from like Thanksgiving or something where the family was all together. And yeah. yeah, I think she had like glasses and a flannel shirt and ripped jeans. And I was like, yeah, it's just like, that's just like little Bo. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Lady Bo. <laughs> Bo's little sister is like a little sister to me, yeah. almost. How, how much younger is she than you, Bo? She's born in 83, so not. Oh. Well, we're the same age. <laughs> yeah, she's December of 83. I always thought she was like way younger for some reason. Maybe because she's tiny. She's like four foot eleven. <laughs> That's funny. I had no idea she was the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's I don't know. Your friends like that's uh, yeah. growing up. It's like your friends like their little yeah. sisters. My house. It's like you know. Yeah. It's a little sister, right? Right. Yeah. She's always been cool though. Yeah, she's great, man. It's great to see her and my brother-in-law. Yeah. They got any kids yet? No, they're not gonna have kids. Yeah, I figured they probably just weren't smart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so smart. <laughs> that is really smart and responsible. I don't think I'll ever have kids either. I don't think we're gonna have kids. I think that, like, you know, I'm 42 now. Mm. Jen's just a few years younger than me. We like our money and our freedom. Yeah. We like yeah. hanging out with the nieces and stuff, or the nephews, you know, and the nieces. Like, I like kids. I just don't want to have like one or two around all the time. Yeah, I think you say that because you don't have them. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, what Maybe. do I fucking know? I know that if you I had them, them, if you have kids, you would. Yeah, you're you're down with it. You yeah. just adapt, right? Yes, that's cool though. Colorado. Maybe I'll go yeah. to Colorado. Yeah, you should, man. Um, 
I want to go to the Catalina wine mixer. I think that's that's <laughs> California, right? Yeah, it's in California. <laughs> I just want to go. I think it would be funny. No, you want to go to Las Vegas. Yeah, I definitely want to go to <laughs> Vegas, but what else? <laughs> Got big plans. Get more trips in. I've never been to Colorado, though, Bo. It's a cool place. Uh, depends on. I mean, I guess it depends on what you want to do. They do have casinos out there. All right. They, the, I mean, uh, that's not that's not a big surprise. Like the Native American casinos, mm. probably. Yeah, probably. You know, I, I'm not a big casino guy, so I can, I've been I've been to one a couple times. Shit, I might go to the casinos tonight. <laughs> Ooh. Maybe not. We'll see how this podcast goes. How about you, Brian? What you been up to? Uh, nothing, nothing fun or new or exciting to report. Just, yeah. just living life, cutting the grass and shit. Cutting grass, doing stuff. Yeah, you know, waiting like, out these last dog days of summer. Yeah, uh, kind of planning for uh, taking a trip to Germany. Oh, ooh. We're flying into London, huh? A um, couple days there, and then going to Berlin. My wife is running the Berlin Marathon. Ooh, that's awesome! Yeah, she's been training like crazy. So, dude, there's going to be so many photo ops for house. Oh yeah. Oh, I've thought of it. Sceneries. Believe me, <laughs> you got to send me all those. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ninety nine percent sure there's a street sign somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I'm going to be on the lookout. <laughs> but yeah, just kind of... Uh, Swine house. Jen, my wife has been working... Jen has been working on like an itinerary. Not like a hard... But just, hey, you know, here's some places we can go eat. Here's some stuff we can do. It's good to have. Yeah. I think we're going to maybe take a day trip to uh, uh, Potsdam, maybe. Where is that? It's like an hour on the train outside of... Berlin. Oh, okay. There's like some stuff to do there. Yeah. I don't know any German. She's been doing like the Duolingo thing for like six months. Mm. And uh, I've been doing none. Yeah, so, they all know English. Brian, yeah. It's, so. Apparently just, just like kind of getting around, just like reading signs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's an app for that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> little uh, translator. Yeah. That'll help. So yeah, just kind of been prepping for that. <laughs> we get to Berlin the beginning week of Oktoberfest. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. <laughs> maybe you'll have a beer. Maybe maybe one or two. Big beers. Yeah, big ones. But no, that's it here, you know. Just kind of prepping for that, man. That's cool. That's exciting. That'll be fun. Yeah. What's up with you, Jeff? I don't know. Lost, yeah. Searching, swimming in an empty sea. It's a rudderless ship. <laughs> Just taking it one day at a time. Uh, I don't want to get into it a lot. We don't have to get into it at all if you don't want to. All I'm going to say is, I dated a girl that lived in my house for several years, and now she is not living here. That's all I'm going to say. 
I don't want to badmouth anybody. I don't want to stir any pots. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to go into it. It's not a good time. It's not fun. I don't think anybody's listening here for this shit. I came here to have a good time, not to dwell or really air out my like personal drama. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not doesn't sound fun to me. No, but I will let you know that I am going through some shit and my head's a little fucked up. But time heals all wounds. I'll be okay. Eventually. <laughs> We're here for you, Jeff. Hey, it's all good. You know, something sometimes you think you know you think you know what's going on and then uh life gets turned upside down. You gotta get yourself back right side up. Mm-hmm. You know? So we'll do it. Hey man, we, we know people out there that are getting married at fifty years old. So. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Never say never, but for now, never. <laughs> when is that wedding? It's coming up. That it's, might be good timing to mingle, Jeff. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to go to it and not uh, feel like jealous pressure over my shoulder. Shit like that. I'm excited to get back to living my life. Dude, it's gonna be, that's going to be fucking fun, man. And yep. there'll be plenty of. Well, there's going to be so many people I know, so many friends that I would like normally be shy about talking to too much mm-hmm. or looking like I'm having a good time mm-hmm. because somebody else doesn't want to have a good time. <laughs> so I'm excited to get back to back to being myself. Yeah, man. I'm excited that you, you come up here now. That's right. I can do whatever I want. It's a new era. Let's change the tune. Let's just get right into all this. I got uh, all this basketball stuff that's going on right now. <laughs> yeah, let's get into some hoops, man. How much off season is left? The season starts in October. I think eight the eighteenth actually will be the starting day. Which just gives us like four more weeks of off season. The preseason starts late September, early October. I think it's like five weeks, four or five weeks till preseason, and then like seven or eight till the regular season starts. Seven or eight weeks. It's like two months. It's forever. Uh-huh. Does this off season feel longer? Or does it feel mm. normal? Did last season go longer due to COVID, or was that the se- not 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 the? No, so there's the bubble season, and then then the season after. This was the first normal season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then after the bubble season, there was a break, and they kind of condensed the schedule. Mm-hmm. But that 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 season, the season after the bubble season went later, didn't it? Yeah, the bubble season went later, and then they had they condensed the schedule to have. Uh, the finals, it was a little bit later. I think you're right. Because it started to, later, I think. I think it started later and ended later. Yeah, that was the, so 2021 when the Milwaukee won, they were playing finals games in July mm-hmm. as opposed to June. Oh, okay. 
So now they're like back on track. Yeah. So this year they were back on, they had June finals, mm-hmm. which was the, the goal. Right, right, right. I see. Okay. Yeah, it feels like it's been forever. Let's see, moving on. I have a follow-up from the last episode we did. Oh, yeah? The last episode, I was complaining, basically, that Memphis doesn't get a lot of national television. I was really excited to watch the uh, St. Jude golf tournament because uh-huh. it's you know it's it's Memphis and it's national television. Mm-hmm. And then... uh. The Memphis Grizzlies score big with this huge television deal. The nationally televised games are way up. How many? Do you remember how many they had last year? Like three or four. One. Was it one? <laughs> was it just a? Was it just the MLK Day game? I think so. Yeah, because we don't count like NBA scheduled. TV games. No, no. Those don't count. Yeah. No, no, no. The Grizzlies will have eighteen nationally televised games this season. That's a lot. That is awesome. It's John Morant. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's the Josh show. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, when the Knicks got all those television games. It was because it was exciting. Mm-hmm. They were worth putting on national TV again. <laughs> I'll be curious if, I don't know if we'll even hear anything about the ratings, but will people tune in to watch the Memphis Grizzlies? Well, I think opening night against the Knicks, absolutely. That should be fun. We can kind of look at some of these games. Portland on ESPN. That's in Portland, right? Yes. So it's a late game. Mm-hmm. Nothing else on TV. Oh, Minnesota in November, ESPN. Nice. That'll be a, the late game, too. That'll be in Memphis. New Orleans, two days after the Minnesota game hmm. on TNT. Yes. Oh, it's a Tuesday, so we get like the, we get Lefko and. Oh, okay. Eh. Whatever. I might watch the, uh, the Dude. local feed. <laughs> I don't ever know what to do with that. Yeah. Um, I like watching the uh, national broadcasted games because I want to hear like a, different opinion Uh that's not like not homer right i want to hear something that's like objective uh in december the denver nuggets tnt and then the next game is on espn against phoenix which i think will be an outstanding game at phoenix late game friday night december 23rd that's nice and then the christmas day game Against the Warriors. That's the big one, right? 8 p.m. Christmas Day. No, I think that's a, No, I think that's an afternoon game. Is it 8 p.m.? Says it on what I'm looking at says 8 p.m. Oh, okay. No, I thought for some reason I thought that was like a 4 p.m. I can be wrong though. I don't know. Maybe what I'm looking at is wrong. Fact I'm, check me. What I see here is 5 p.m. on ABC. Okay. Maybe it's subject to change. I'm on CBS Sports. Maybe they got it wrong. Yeah, that's the first meeting between uh, Memphis and Golden State, too, for the season. Nice. Who's going to win that game? (laughs) 
Grizzlies, dude. Jaron might be back by that game. Let's see. Go to January. We got Phoenix on TNT in Memphis. Another outstanding game. Oh, and then the Lakers, January 20th on ESPN. Late game in L.A. Yes. Yeah. January, Warriors and the Timberwolves again. I'm, I'm seeing a running theme. These aren't like questionable games, really. Uh-huh. But the next one's at Cleveland. Darius Garland versus John Morant. Yeah, it's a Thursday night TNT game. I mean, that's another young squad that, I mean, they mm-hmm. came out of the gate really hot last year. Had some injury issues. Fizzled out, but I think that the national media sees Cleveland as like a up-and-comer, you know? Yeah. Maybe a, a year or two behind in development from the Grizzlies, but. Mobley. Garland. They got some entertainment value. Yeah. I think. Brian, before we go any further, I need a beer. Bo, are you drinking a beer? I just finished mine. Should I open another one? Yeah, I don't see why not. Okay. Jeff, you want one of these boat drinks? Yeah. What is it? We had these. That was the margarita. Yeah. These are the ones you like. Yeah. I like this beer a lot. I'm going to get a glass. Yeah. You want one? No, I'll just drink this one out of the can. Oh, yeah, that's good. Salty, limey. I got to release all these flavors poured into a glass. All right. You know, when you pour those beers like that, you release all the carbonation, too, so you can drink more. doesn't uh, make you all bloated. Oat beer. It's yellow. Smell those aromas. All right, where would we leave off? Cleveland? The Cleveland game, you were saying. It appears that the national media thinks Cleveland will be good. I I believe that they think Memphis versus Cleveland will be a good game, for sure. I think it will be. Let's see. The next one is at Boston on ABC. It's an afternoon game. That is a Sunday. Okay. Do you know uh, what other event takes place? That's on that Sunday. Now, that's Super Bowl Sunday, yeah? That is Super Bowl Sunday. So, usually the NBA just doesn't have games. Mm-hmm. What is the meaning of this? I don't know. Is it like a FU to the NFL? I, I mean, or is it a, hey, we can compete with these guys. Let's go ahead and do it. I don't think the NBA can. <laughs> Not with a Super Bowl. Well, normally they just don't schedule games that day. True. Because they're like, oh, no point. Nobody's going to watch them. Well, you know that on there's usually no NFL games on Christmas. Oh, Usually yeah. Christmas is the NBA's day. Right, right. I forgot. Uh, but Christmas this year is on a Sunday. Uh-huh. And so there's going to be like three or four NFL games on Christmas. So it's like a, maybe normally maybe. a handshake deal. Like, yeah. a hey, we'll give you this. We'll give you... Super Bowl Sunday and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's usually NFL. Right. NFL I was on like just wondering if they went after that one too. Yeah. So the NFL's playing games on Christmas and that's usually NBA day. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe this is a 
Hey, if we can pull a couple Super Bowl viewers away, mm-hmm. I don't well, know. It's a, it's it's a, a two o'clock stretch. game. It's early. Yeah, it's a, it's an afternoon game. So, yeah, maybe they're uh, maybe they're onto something. Maybe they will have a lot of viewers for that game. It's going to be an awesome fucking game. Uh-huh. Boston. I was going to say maybe it's maybe it's worth going up to Boston. Maybe we can get some cheap flights at Boston. I'm there. Let's go. <laughs> well, Webb will come over too from Rhode Island. There's nothing in my way tell you that there might not be anybody there I don't jeff, know. Well, I think, jeff you have to organize all those super bowl orders dude <laughs> we gotta have you at work that day man yeah, brian's like hey now <laughs> i could teach somebody else jeff's now the, jeff's the master <laughs> super bowl sunday it's just jeff's job is just like cataloging all the like pre-orders we get pizza maestro because everybody calls and goes hey i want to place a 10 pizza order for Whatever, whatever kickoff is. Mm-hmm. We're like, dude, no. <laughs> Here's your window. Out. Yeah. I'll give yeah. you a window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can do it here. <laughs> Slots are booking up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better get yours now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pizza's like the number one Super Bowl food. It's like wings, pizza, and spaghetti. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's insane. Well, also, there's this weird thing. Like, in Memphis, a lot of the wing joints are closed on Sunday. Uh, so we just get, so nobody can get wings. So we just get, like, unless you want, like, Buffalo Wild Wings or, like, Wingstop. Like, yeah. all the local joints close on Sunday. So yeah. we get annihilated. Yeah. Let's see. February. Philly. TNT. Philly Grizzlies. That's cool. Yeah, Harden. Yeah, that'll be a high-profile game. And then uh, in March, we get Denver again. It's on ESPN. And the next game is on ESPN also. It's at the Clippers. Dude, there's four games in a row on national television. Four Grizzlies games in a row. Mm-hmm. What's that all about? It's, Clip- it's, it's, yeah, it's Denver. Denver Clippers, Lakers, Golden State. Wow. <laughs> wow. And that's not even the extent of, like, tough games. Because the week before that, we played Philly, Denver, L.A., and then it's Denver, L.A., L.A., Golden State, Dallas, Dallas, Miami. (laughs) I think that might be the toughest stretch of the schedule right there. And March. March is not going to be a cakewalk. They do have Houston three times so that helps there's some tough games in there let's see after all that i think that's it just that big stretch of four nationally televised games is it three of our four golden three of our four golden state games are nationally televised oh and then they do another march game uh dallas on espn what was that three of our four Games against Golden State are nationally televised. Yeah, they should be. That's the best rivalry yeah. in basketball right now, I think. I think that's the number one rivalry. Think so? In the NBA, yeah. After last year and yeah. all the shit talking between players in the media and on social media, like, that's so much. That's why I say, like, Golden State's the roadblock for the Grizzlies in the playoffs. Now, obviously, like, Bo, you know, you made the point that any team could be a roadblock. The Clippers could be a roadblock in the playoffs mm-hmm. this year. But as far as like rivalries and who's the best in the West, 
Like I feel like it's the Warriors, and the Grizzlies have to get over that hump. <laughs> it's about it for the Grizz schedule, but I think it's really something to have all those games nationally televised. That's a huge a fun season, man. It's huge. It's going to be an all timer. I don't remember like even the the core four team having that many nationally televised. No, games. no, no they definitely didn't. No, we get like maybe what maybe like. Eight. And you know, we'll know if it's a success ratings wise mm-hmm. based on how many games they get next year. Yeah. I mean, this is assuming everything goes as planned and everybody's healthy and there's growth. But I mean, if there's less next year, then I mean, it's I think it's safe to say that the ratings weren't as great mm-hmm. as they should have been. But this is something. This is huge. Bo's not going to be a Grizzlies fan anymore. That's not true. It's conflicted. Too popular. Not, con- not conflicted. Bo Bo preferred the earlier Grizzly stuff. Yeah. I like their earlier output. You know, it's funny. Like, the only games me and Bo used to go to was when we were winning, like, 20 games a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> OJ well, Mayo. That's when you could buy tickets from scalpers for cash. Yeah. <laughs> They'd see Jeff coming from a mile away. They'd be like, oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> oh, fuck. This, guy's gonna this, have like, guy. this dude's going to have $10, and I'm going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> they knew you. Yeah, they did. What we were doing? Lot. We were like $20 lowers. Come on. Yeah, $20. That was my maximum for lowers. <laughs> 20 bucks. My, my favorite memory, though, there was a, I think it was a LeBron game, and we bought uppers, uh-huh. upper-level tickets, oh. and you, you wanted to sneak down to the lower bowl, which I, I never like doing. I, I like to just sit in my seats. I don't, I don't, I, I just, I got some like security anxiety. Like they're going to make me move at a key pivotal moment. They're going to so kick anyway, me we, out. <laughs> yeah. So I just want, I just want to sit. If it's upper bowl, then that uh, I'm relegated to that. And I, it's, it's fine. Yeah. But I remember it was like the fourth quarter and it kind of got drawn out. It was a close game. And it, like I said, it was like a LeBron Cleveland game. And Jeff, you had to pee so bad, but you wouldn't get up because just <laughs> <laughs> and you were just squirming the whole time. Did we go down low or what? No, we were already down low. Oh, we stuck yeah. down there. We already did. You it. Couldn't go pee because oh, because wouldn't gonna let you back in your seat. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. It'll be over in a half hour. <laughs> That's the thing. If like back in the day when the arena didn't have every seat full, like you could do that if you just acted like you belong there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just cruise down. Yeah, I don't think you can get away with that shit no more. They, I mean, back then too. Like one, I mean, after halftime, right? Like after that kind of like post halftime rush, they weren't checking. Yeah, no, they were like Chucky Atkins is starting at the second half. You guys are fine <laughs> to go down. Yeah, they may or may not notice or care. Hmm. When, I mean, when there's nobody in the lower bowl, it's, yeah. who cares? Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. If they were smart, they would go up there and just start moving people down low. Fan experience. That happened to me at a uh, Conference USA tournament. Yeah. I went with uh, a friend who was from West Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, Marshall was playing. And so we sat, like, up top because that's where our tickets were. And we were the only people. I mean, it's like the first round of the Conference USA tournament. It's on like a Wednesday night. Nobody's there. We were the only people. Like the cheerleaders were like waving at us. 
what are you doing? And finally, <laughs> an usher came up and was like, hey, <laughs> you guys can sit as close as you want. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> just, you guys can just go on down there. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were making noise and hooping and hollering. We were we were having a yeah. good time, but yeah, that's funny. It's great. It was Marshall versus who, ECU. I don't know whoever Dude, Rice. I don't know. In my young early years, I would just do laps around that fucking arena, waiting for nobody to be watching the gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you just go. Oh, yep, that one. Just zip in. Mm-hmm. I think there's been one occasion in my entire life where uh, Usher came down and asked us to see our tickets. Mm-hmm. I was like, y'all got to get out of here. <laughs> like once. And I was like, I remember being like just, just acting really confused. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're right. It's, I'm not in the right section. <laughs> And, and just being like, I'm sorry, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go try to find our seats. <laughs> yeah, and the usher was like, yeah, ne- pr- never seen that move before. Yeah. <laughs> You're the first one that's tried that with me. You're just confused. <laughs> just get out, Yeah, just get out of here. <laughs> I see you in here every week. <laughs> You're just confused. Exciting stuff, exciting stuff. Got to get down to more Grizzlies games yeah. this year. Maybe just go to all the games that are on nationally televi- television. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, the experience of going to, like, the, the games that are nationally televised, that's, it's fun, though. There's, like, a different energy. You see well, the, the commentators form- the f- you're used to seeing on TV or oh, there. Yeah. And it's that's like, the format's point. different. Like, the, the way they, like, the game's laid out yeah. is different, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good point. I foresee more Grizzlies game attendances this year. Is that a word, attendances? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I mean, it could be. Yeah, I'll be going to more games. Now that I have all this newfound freedom. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right. So what do we want to talk about? Is there news? There's a little bit of news. Lay it on me. There's two meniscus tears on role players. Mm. Mm-hmm. Be Gary Harris and Danilo Gallinari. What I'm seeing is like missing training camp. Should be ESPN back saying by that November. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jason Tatum's really going to have to step up at the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a so, cover yeah. this loss. <laughs> yeah. And then, so I know uh, I mean it's just this like Harris and Gallo play essentially the same role for both their teams except Boston is a contender. How did Gary Harris happen to do it? What's he doing? I see I see, yeah, I see no news on how we don't know why or how, excuse me. Does that impact the Orlando Magic's tanking strategy? No. No. No, it's pretty. I'm mean, just basically I'm lumping those two together. That those two dudes tore their shit, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. If you're ready to move on, I got. There's obviously some other news. Yep. There's some news related to your lowered expectations team, Bo. That's true. The Oklahoma, Chet Holgren, Oklahoma Holdren, Thunder. Chet 
tore some ligaments in his foot trying to guard LeBron. <laughs> what do we Man, take from that? He's out for the year. Out for the year. What do we what do we think about that? I mean, that's that sucks for Chet and it sucks for the Thunder. I, I felt like he would have been a very interesting player this year. Mm-hmm. Like a 10-point, a game guy with two blocks and threes and bad percentages shooting and probably good free throw percentages. Maybe. Do we see that as a sign of things to come? I think John Hollinger, what, let's see, what did he say? It's probably worse for Houston than it is for Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, we might have to switch you to the Kings, bro. <laughs> maybe that's maybe Gary Harris really isn't injured. Orlando was just like, hey. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, Bo has – Oklahoma has this lowered expectation team, the team that he's mm-hmm. supposed to be watching all season because they're mm-hmm. not gonna they're not supposed to be terrible, but they're not supposed to be very good either. And now after this injury, you kind of have to look at it as Oklahoma's gonna be very bad. Yeah, that, unless Shea has an MVP. Yeah. Unless Shea, Shea Alexander basically goes John Morant. We could. He could if they yeah. play him. It's brutal because when a guy that young gets hurt like that before he even plays in the league, it's like everybody's just gonna be like, Okay, will he ever play in the league? Well, I mean Is you this got, gonna be a recurring thing? We got Embiid and Blake Griffin did the same thing. Right. Different injuries. Hey, it's not a navicular like navicular factor on the fifth metatarsal, but that's the one that could be the death nail. Right. This is just a ligament. Mm-hmm. It's like an it's like an ankle sprain, but obviously not the ankle. It's like on the foot, and ligaments heal. It doesn't really appear that anybody knows if this sort of injury is something he'll be prone to because no, of his I, size. I, like nobody really knows that. That's not fair. What do you mean? To say like he's a pro, like injury prone? I just don't. No, think. no, I, I didn't say that. Okay. I said it it doesn't seem clear that anybody is saying that it makes him injury prone. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what right. the doctors are saying about it. This isn't necessarily because of his body type. It doesn't make him prone to that type of injury. It's basically what I've gathered. It's not, not necessarily because of his body type or his size. It's just a freak thing. That's what I've taken away from it because you know everybody wants to be like oh great here we go injury prone Craig Oden <laughs> he'll never be good he's yeah. too big mm-hmm. to play the way he plays but it doesn't appear that there's any like scientific evidence from doctors that this is because of his size Udonis Haslam's like in his 40s right mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. had this injury and he fully recovered. I'm sure the Thunder will be very careful bringing him back. Mm-hmm. Which was, is, I guess, why he's already out, already out for the year. Yeah. Sucks for the Thunder. Sucks for me, too. Well, you got a few weeks to think about if you want to change your lowered <laughs> expectations team. We if can, you see the writing on the wall and you want to get away from it, then let's do it. 
but well, I want to see. What, I think the chase this the chase season is worth monitoring. Yeah, I think we could give it ten to fifteen games. Yeah, before I think you, so. Yeah, before you give up on it. They go. Shea alone, this is a big big season for him, and it's like I is agree. he going to be the franchise, or is he going to be traded? I agree. Like, how long is he going to be okay with sitting out and losing? Mm-hmm. I think it's a big year for him too. Uh-huh. So what else? I've got a little NBA news. Let me have it. You just brought up Udonis Haslam. Yes. He signed a one-year contract with the Miami Heat. <laughs> Why? To play this upcoming season. There was It was kind of like hanging in the air. It was like, I'm going to decide who to sign with. It's like, come on, man. Well, they were making like a big spectacle of it. Come on, man. <laughs> like it was a comedy routine. Like where? Why was that even an announcement? Where where else are you going, man? <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm going to let y'all know what yeah. I decided to do. It's like nobody <laughs> has. Nobody was even checking. It was so weird. <laughs> it was just a strange situation. Do you, you think they did it on purpose? Like they were in on it? Perhaps. They were like, ah. You're like, yeah, we're all on the edge of our seats. <laughs> Maybe. If they were, I congratulate them. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I think it's great. Now, if they're serious, then it's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> how is he still playing basketball? He's not. Yeah, but I mean, how, I you know what I mean. He's just there to win. Collect a check. Do what? Collecting checks? Yeah. I think he's there to help the coaching staff and some of the younger players when shit goes sideways with guys like Jimmy Butler, who's just so maybe he's maybe he's the Jimmy Butler handler. I think he's like the mediator of things between players and coaches, like a mediator. Like, come on, man. He has a role, obviously. That the the Heat deem valuable enough to keep him around. Maybe he is like part of the culture there, but I think he really does like kind of back up the players to the coaching staff, and he backs up the coaching staff to the players. I think there's a lot of that. I've seen it in games. I've seen it when uh, when Jimmy Butler and Spolster got in that big argument in a game. Udonis Haslam's the first one to step in between them. Oh, he definitely was, yeah. You know, I think that's his role. And I think it's good to have a guy like that around if if you can afford it, if you have one. I just think so. His contract is $2.6 million. Yeah. I think it's, well, clearly it's the highest veteran veteran minimum based on. Well, I just did a, I just looked up average NBA assistant coach salary. Uh Uh-huh. Because I was thinking maybe maybe they get paid a lot, huh. and they're just they're saving money by signing them to a, like a cheap player contract. Oh. <laughs> no, they make from one hundred thousand to over one million, depending on coaching experience. So uh-huh. it seems like they could just save some money by going, "Hey, your coach." You're coach. <laughs> yeah, but then he's like labeled a coach, and maybe the players don't trust him. Yeah, they as do much. It differently. Maybe look at him differently. Well, and he's, and he's like the the heat thing. They gotta stick to body weight and all this shit. Or body fat percentage. I think he has a role. I mean, obviously, he has a role. It's interesting, though. 
He kind of he reminds me of like uh, you guys have seen the movie Waiting. Yeah, you were like the the old like wizened like dishwasher. <laughs> yes. That every everybody takes their problems to. Yeah, they got to smoke cigarettes in the kitchen he's, while he's washing he's dishes. He's just in the back. He's not. He's never doing anything. Yeah. But they come back and they're like, "Hey, what do I? I got this problem. What should I do about it?" Yeah. And he just like spits out some like kind of Zen bullshit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like that's what Udonis has and reminds me of. It's a good point. Yeah, I can see that because he's kind of like the elder mm-hmm. of the group. But he's not the guy that's like actually in charge. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's not in management. Right. He's not on the coaching staff. And who knows? Maybe he's has no interest in being on the coaching staff. And he just wants to like hang around the team. Or maybe, maybe he doesn't want that coach's schedule, you know? Yeah. Or or maybe they don't think he'd be a very good coach. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Oh, he can string you along yeah. as a player. <laughs> I don't know. You're very valuable to the organization. Could be a lot of things. (laughs) Could be a lot of reasons why he hasn't stepped into like a more responsible role or whatever. I think he signed some discounted. Yeah. You think they owe him the money? Yeah, I think so. They promised him. Well, that's tampering. Yeah, it's tampering. Mm. (laughs) So far to this point, he's made 67 million in his career. (laughs) What an amazing ESPN headline that would be. Miami Heat investigated for tampering (laughs) with Udonis Haslam. (laughs) (laughs) What a, I mean, what does two million dollars get him in Miami? Is his property taxes paid off? Yeah, right. (laughs) For a couple years. Yeah, because you know he's not. He ain't paying. He doesn't pay for dinners. Like, I mean, (laughs) I assume not. Have you? Like, he's the oldest player on the team. Like, it's crazy he won that championship with Shaq too. Oh, yeah. He was a young guy. Yeah. He was an instrumental piece. Do you guys remember that Nate Robinson uh, YouTube show I told you about? We've we've talked about it. Right. I've told you about it. Well, he did one with Udonis Haslam. And Udonis Haslam lives, I think he's married, but he also lives like in just a playground of a mansion. Yeah. With like a bunch of toys and like um, party rooms and... (laughs) And man caves, bars. I think he has like live sharks or some shit <laughs> in his house. I mean, the guy's loaded. Yeah. But he's also burning cash. Maybe he's got like the safe house. Maybe that's where like <laughs> it's a the management coaching staff is going like, well, all the players, they go to oh, UD's right? house. Yeah, yeah. And he keeps and an eye on them. And at least if he's over there, if they're over there, they're not getting in trouble. Yeah. Right. They're, like they're drinking a little... That's a roll. They drink a little, yeah. smoke a little, and that's it. That's yeah. worth a couple mil a season, dude. Yeah, yeah. That that, that supervised that. like clubhouse. What, yeah. Bo? No, I think so. Like they're not doing anything weird. Yeah, too He's, weird. Somebody's keeping an eye on them. Maybe you don't want Tyler Hero at like King of Diamonds. Mama Haslam's cooking dinner. Yeah, for the crew. Uh, should we move on? Is that all we want to talk about? You're Donis Haslam. <laughs> I think so. There's nothing else, is there? No. Oh, there's, oh, there's a little you, more news. Yeah, there's more Yuda. news. Let's move on. Yuda. Let's move on. Yuda, Yuda who, what? Yuda, Yuda who? signed with the, with the Nets. Yuda who? Yuda uh, Watanabe. It's a non-guaranteed deal. Why are we talking about <laughs> this? <laughs> I go on. What, what else? What, what I miss? 
You do not to. You do not want to be around. Hey, he's a player. I'm a. I'm. I'm a little surprised. Toronto came up. <laughs> came up on him. He fit their player mold, sorta. In size. Yeah, somebody's giving him a shot. He's a player, man. I like Yuta. He's not very great. But he's an NBA player, I think. This city can be hard. When I was young, I asked my priest how you could get to heaven and still protect yourself from all the evil in the world. He told me what God said to his children. You were sheep among wolves. Be wise as serpents, yet innocent as doves. (laughs) Taking a trip? Patrick Kenzie. What do I owe the pleasure? <laughs> All right. So what else are we going to talk about? Brian, I need a beer. On it, boss. Bo, we talked about earlier this week. Mm-hmm. That'll work. Budweiser. We talked about this culture change. Uh huh. That's coming to the Lakers, right? We're texting about it. Yes. What do you think about this? Can you explain what's going on? It appears the Lakers gave up on Taylor Horton Tucker and got themselves a Wendell player in Patrick Beverly. What I've been saying all along is Patrick Beverly's value in the NBA when he's getting paid ten million dollars. He's a nice player to have. He's not a player that you can count on. If he's healthy, great. But he's 34. Is he going to be healthy? And is he worth giving up assets for? Now, he was part of the Gobert trade. So he got mm-hmm. sent to U- Utah. Mm-hmm. And then Utah is sitting on him like, oh, we got nothing to do with this guy. What can we flip him for? Right? Correct. And so they've got some potential out of the Lakers. Horton Tucker has potential, I think. He hasn't lived up to it. He hasn't so the, been very good. They got Stanley Johnson too, who was a who was a good player at Arizona. Hmm. He played in Detroit for a minute and had a couple. Yeah, when he got minutes, he did okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Utah, Danny Ainge gets himself a trade exception too. Aha. So there you go. Yeah, it made sense for both teams. Uh-huh. The Lakers want to win. They want to force Russ out of town. <laughs> well. I'm I'm not so sure they're very like motivated to do that. Depends on what they can get. I think right. if I think the trade that makes the most sense would be the Indiana trade with Heald and Turner and the two Lakers picks for Westbrook. Right. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, if you look at the league, that makes the most sense. For who? I mean, yeah, for the Lakers, but. I'll just say this. What I've read from national media people, 
which I'm not one of them. I didn't know if you guys knew this. The best trade out there for the Lakers would be to include one or two first round picks that they think is 27 and 29, 2027, 2029, and send Westbrook to the Pacers for Heald and Turner. And why do the Pacers do that? They do that because they want to get that French kid, Victor. Yeah. Weeben, I don't know how to say his name. Weebenyana. Weebenyana. I don't know. I can't remember. I have to look okay. at it to say it right. Yeah. So, and then you just let, let the Pacers just sink. So the Pacers would have to get assets. They want like a three-team deal where they get something like young right mm-hmm. there's only a f- handful like few teams that can take on westbrook's deal mm-hmm. i'm not i'm just not so sure the pacers are interested like all of this is just rumors and i'm not so sure that any of it has any fucking weight right yeah and when, it's the, wants La- things, when it's when it's the lakers too ainge wants things the lakers have an agenda but you start throwing in these third teams and it's like what is in it for me mm-hmm. like Ainge is going to get what he wants the lakers are going to get what they want and also i'm not so sure i really do not believe that the lakers fucking give a shit whether or not they get rid of westbrook or not i think they're working on trying to make it work mm-hmm. i really do it, the thing about bringing <laughs> beverly in is so confusing because westbrook and beverly have openly talked shit about each other but they, they got beef, man. That's what everybody fucking does until they play with someone. Well, I agree with that. And, and Beverly thought he was going to Memphis and said, tweeted out grit and grind, let's go. Right. And then went to Minnesota and was like, okay, let's do this. Beverly just wants to play. And I will give Beverly that. Yeah. I'm not convinced that the Lakers don't think that they can tweak this and make Westbrook work. Westbrook hasn't said one thing about like demanding a trade or anything. Like it can't be that bad. If he fired his agent, <laughs> if the if the scenario was as bad as everybody else thinks it was, Westbrook would be like, "Get me out of here, find me a trade." But I think Westbrook wants it to work, and that's just me guessing. But I really do think so. Well, Westbrook. Westbrook hasn't publicly come out and said that he wants a trade. No. But he did fire his agent who says, you need to make this work out in L.A. and have a good year so you can sign another big contract. Yeah. So So why else would he? He didn't like the angle that his agent was using, or did he fire him for, like, that's the last straw? Like, how many other things has he fucked up? I don't know. I don't know either. So... It seems bringing Beverly in, it's a good move for the Lakers. I really do think that he can be an important piece on that team. He is going to get in people's asses. Yeah. He's a good guy to have on your side, I think. Yeah. He's the player that everybody hates until he's on your team. Yeah. And then you go, oh, I like that guy. But the but the whole idea of we got Patrick Beverly so we can get rid of Russell Westbrook doesn't make any fucking sense to me. No, I mean, cause, because they're not remotely the same player. No. As far as talent and ability. No. They're like, oh, cool, now we can finally trade Westbrook. Like, people are saying that. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's to, you know, 
put a little sand in Westbrook's clam. So Maybe. You can make a pearl. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, hopefully it doesn't just make things worse for the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for their sake and their fans' sake. Uh-huh. You know, if I was a Lakers fan, I'd be like, boy, I sure hope this works somehow. <laughs> Actually, I, I just came up with a 14 train that kind of makes sense. Okay. Lay it on us. So Lakers get Conley, Mike Conley, and Turner. Pacers get Malik Beasley, Dwight Powell, Reggie Bullock. Jazz get Westbrook, and Mavericks get Buddy Heald. Now the Mavs don't have any picks to give out, but that trade works on the trade machine. Who does Indy get? Malik Beasley, Dwight Powell, and Reggie Bullock. But they'd be getting draft picks. Mm. I don't know what the Jazz for getting taking Westbrook on what they get. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Buddy Hill and Dallas would be nice. Yeah, Luca gets him a, another shooter that yeah, doesn't, and then you the, know, doesn't have to have the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. And then Jazz get exactly what they want in Westbrook. And then Conley and Turner would be really good fits in L.A. I'm sure Buddy Hill would be fine with that deal. I think he wants to be on a contender. Maybe you could you could flip it and send Conley to Dallas too. I don't know. How good is Buddy Heald really? What did he shoot like thirty six percent from three last year? It's not exactly setting the nets on fire. Yeah. He's a liability defensively. Yeah, but he's better than what both those Lakers or the Mavericks have. Yeah. I don't know. Like Dwight Powell tore his Achilles. I don't really remember what Bullock was doing for the Mavericks. Sat out a lot. He was hurt a lot last year. That's what kind of what I thought. Bullock. <laughs> yeah, well, he played 18 games in the playoffs, played 40 minutes a game, but Bullock's all right. I think he's not. I think, he think yeah. he's playing a bigger role than he should be. Yeah, I think if the Mavericks could have Conley or Heald, they would take him. And I think Conley or Heald would be pretty cheap to get at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, we could do this for hours. Yeah. Anyway, I just shoot the shit. But Brian, what do you think about Westbrook and Brian Cardinal? I mean, Patrick Beverly. I think in the end, it's going to work out for the Lakers. I do. I think these guys can both be pros. Yeah. They both want to win a ring. Like I said earlier, I think Patrick Beverly on the Lakers is a great pickup for them. He is a guy that comes in, and he doesn't do as much. He's not a huge game changer on the court. He's great defensively. He's not going to light you up offensively, but I think that his intangibles, yeah. what's he, what he does in the locker room, he keeps people accountable. Yeah. He's a firecracker, you know. Maybe Westbrook comes. So you have to deal with all Westbrook shit uh-huh. on the defense. And then Westbrook comes out, and now you've got another problem that comes onto the court. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, great, now we got to deal with Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, he has value, but I don't think he moves the needle. I think what moves the needle is just fucking LeBron, eighty, and Westbrook playing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more than ten games or whatever the fuck they played last year. Coming into camp healthy, in shape. And then starting out the season all playing Uh and finishing the season all playing. 
it, to me, it's just those big three guys like Westbrook and LeBron and AD getting a lot of court time together. Yeah, they gotta they gotta finally gel, right, Jeff? They have to <laughs> gel time. It's gel time or bus time in LA. All right, well, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. There's one thing I want to talk about before we get out of here. Random hoops talk. I want to talk about Miles Turner. We're talking about Indy already. Uh-huh. I want to bet on Miles Turner this season. Whether he'll be in Indiana, which is the team I am covering this season for lowered expectations or not. Hmm. I want to bet on him this season. Miles Turner. I think he's ready for a really good year. He's 26 years old. Here we go. He's turning 27 in March this season. 27 is the Hausman prime zone. Mm -hmm. All the great NBA players have their best seasons. 27. All of them. But that's not even really why. He is in the prime zone, but that's not even really why. I mean, it's a starting point. But that's not the extent of this. I don't know if you guys have heard this yet. I'm not sure if this story's really been out there. But uh, Miles Turner went to Africa this offseason to do some, some good for others. I read this really great article about it. It was on uh, Anscape.com. So apparently um, Malcolm Brogdon, who played for Indiana, goes to Africa every year and donates money and his time to build wells, visit with schools, to do whatever he can to help the communities. Great article. I read about it. Where Miles Turner went was uh, Tanzania. So he went in July. Donated medical supplies, took part in basketball clinics, went out sightseeing. I think it really affected him going over there. He's been wanting to go for years and didn't because whatever came up, you know, he just couldn't fit it into his schedule. Well, this season he decided just to go. And I think it's interesting that it's this time frame in his life when he says, okay, I'm going to go do this. I think it's a growth thing. When he's, It's 26, 27. It's like, in my opinion, when you start maturing a little bit. So he decides he's going to just do it. And there's a quote. It says, this is from Miles Turner. Once the dust settled a little bit, you start looking around. And for me, it was like, damn, I'm home. That was the first instinctual feeling. I felt immediately connected to where I was. End quote. All signs to me point to growth as a person and a player. Sometimes going away can put things in perspective and like open your eyes, you know. Makes your problems back home where you have everything going the right way. Maybe you have small obstacles. It puts that shit in perspective. Maybe your small, maybe your obstacles don't seem so important anymore. 
when you go and visit places like Tanzania. Um, he talked about all the things he did and saw in Africa. And he talked about, in the article, things that he still wants to do there. Like he wants to go back and keep doing these trips. It's a 20-hour flight, dude. This isn't just like mm-hmm. going across town and helping plant trees or some shit. Yeah. This is a major commitment. I think he looked at it like a life-changing experience. And this is this is why I want to bet on him. He talked about in the article that he feels better than he ever has as a player. He's finally over his injury from last year. He said, I've worked my way back from injuries and just carry myself as a professional, as I always have, whether that's in Pacers training camp or whether that's in training camp somewhere else, I'm going to be myself. And that's all I can expect for myself. So he's like lowered expectations almost for himself. But he's like seems more centered. It's like a mature, uh, maturation thing. I like it. He said it's definitely a proving season for me. This is in this article. It was on uh, anscape.com. It's a great article. It's a little long, but, you know, it goes on and on about the poverty that he saw and how just things like clean water mean so much to some people. And and he's like, he's like, what am I complaining about in my life? Like, what? Like I have everything. It just feels like growth. He said in the article, just proving it to myself. I assume that he wants to prove that he's a capable player. He said, my mentality is solid. I'm good to go, and everything's tight in my corner. I'm all in. It's a great article if you if anybody wants to go read it. I didn't know. Like, I just found this by mistake, you know, just looking up Pacer stuff. Yeah, I've got the article pulled up on my phone now. I found it. I'm going to read it after the show. Yeah. Yeah, he talks a lot about his problems not really being so deep. And after seeing what the rest of the world is like really going through, it's wild. Uh, I'm all in. I'm Miles Turner this year. I think he's going to have a great season. I hope it's with Indiana. I hope they win a bunch of games. (laughs) (laughs) You have a vested interest. Yeah, I want to see him do well. I don't know if they're a playoff team, but a play-in team. That's what we want from our lowered expectations teams, play-ins. I've always liked his game. I always thought like he was a real hustle player, Miles Turner. Like he's a real dog. And I always, the first time I saw him play, I was like, who is that? Because he just stood out on the court, his effort. And then he kind of, over the last couple of years, he's kind of gone away from that. And he hasn't played much. I feel like this year, like he's a force. He's somebody I want on my team. And then he takes this nice, like, spirit quest. (laughs) He does some things. He gets off the grid. He does some things for himself mentally. I love it. I'm all in. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to read the article. I didn't go to Africa, but I had a similar situation last time we went to New Orleans with family. We went to the World War II Museum. Oh uh, yeah, and I think I told you about this. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, man. The museum's awesome. It's an incredible, it's an incredible museum, and we didn't even make it all the way through. We ran out of time. 
Like it's so big, mm-hmm. so much going on in it. It's so immersive. And kind of walking through it, I realized like I was kind of bummed out about my job mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And I realized like my problems are so small. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Like we could be at war with another, like a real, real, real like world war. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I should, I could be having to like ration food. Yeah. And wondering like, yeah. We get stuck yeah. in our own little heads, yeah. little worlds. I could I could be at war instead of like working my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wait, things aren't so bad. Yeah. And I think maybe that did happen to Miles. Where that was why he decided to go. You know. Just, mm-hmm. And he did, he did say in the article like that's not why he went. It's probably not the intended yeah no. the intended result. But yeah, you get he got it in the just middle of it and went oh wow it just mm-hmm. happened yeah like he he said he didn't. He didn't bring, he has like two phones, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't bring his secondary phone. He only brought his like main phone, which has like 10 contacts on it. Yeah. yeah. It's like his agent, his it's manager like his, or whatever. And like his, his family. family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He didn't bring the one with all the shit. So he just kind of closed himself off from the world. Wasn't on social media. And he went to go do good and to help. Mm-hmm. And along the way, he discovered some things. He said he didn't Google anything about the area. He didn't look up anything. He, he just, just went, went. In blind. Yeah, he just went because the Malcolm Brogdon's foundation is already there, mm-hmm. so he could just kind of step in. You know, fascinating stuff. I mean, yeah, it it worked out to where he gained something from it, but that was not the intention. That's kind of the way things work, isn't it? Like, you didn't go to New Orleans looking for anything. Yeah, no. And usually when you go looking for something, you don't find anything. Because right. mm-hmm. it's subconsciously already in your head that you're looking for something. You're not going to find shit. Things like that have to happen organically, you know? Uh-huh. Fascinating story. I'm all in on Miles Turner. <laughs> First round <laughs> mock draft pick next week. <laughs> Or whenever we do our... We're doing a mock draft next time, huh? We oh, got to do that. that. We're doing on the next oh, show. Oh, we do, yeah. We oh, got to yeah. do that. We got to do it soon. We should have something, like, scheduled for our next episode. Yeah. Oh, we're, just do, like, a snake draft and we'll talk about it? Yeah. Or do it live? Yeah, we live draft. It's more fun that way. Yeah. I guess, well, Jeff, we need to go... Not you got more time on your hands. We should go do Mount Kilimanjaro. In Tanzania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a passport and unlimited funds. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Maybe you'll come back like Miles Turner. Probably not, Brian. Probably not, yeah. Kilimanjaro's wild, man. It's like 19,000 feet. Yeah. No, I won't make it up that. There's no way. Go look at it. Go look at it. <laughs> From the bottom. Just look at it, yeah. No, yeah. Jeff. Now, actually, now that we we ought to, you and I ought to through hike the Appalachian Trail. It should take about five or six months. We could bring motorcycles. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'll only do it if we can bring motorcycles. We can bring them, but we'll leave them at the right where we go on the trail. Mm. Can't ride ride them up the mountain. I don't think it would work out. Mm. There's about mm. 250 miles of Appalachian Trail in Pennsylvania that's just like 
a horrible rock. You couldn't take a motorcycle on that. Yeah, no, you're you're not looking. That's not really my idea of a good time. <laughs> I think I think Jeff just wants to ride a motorcycle. Yeah, what's that? There's a trail that goes all the way from it goes from here in Memphis all the way to like Portland, all the way to the ocean. What's it called? You're talking about um, I forty. <laughs> oh. Oh yes, it's the Trans American Trail. Okay. And it's like half on road, half off road. It goes from coast to coast, but you can pick it up here in Memphis and it'll go all the way to Oregon or it can go all the way to Mexico or it can go to, uh, looks like West Virginia perhaps, but it does go up to Minnesota indirectly. I'd have to go through Colorado to get to minnesota <laughs> but it's like a it's like a dirt trail that goes all across america it's built for motorcycles like enduro motorcycles we could do that bo yeah <laughs> we could i'd rather hike though you gotta change your oil in your motorcycle like every week mm. you'd rather hike yeah i'd rather shit in a hole and yeah get rained on starved to death so uh i think my brain is empty and we ran a little long too i got i got one thing to say though yes there's a thread on reddit and it said what are some player quotes that age like fine wine and i'll just give you the top the top quote here all right it's from scotty pippen mailmen don't deliver on sunday yeah the mail classic the mail doesn't come on Sunday. What was it? He said that to Carl Malone yeah. in, a, yeah. <laughs> in a playoff game, I think. <laughs> that's, a, that's an all-timer for sure. This uh, this Ewing quote is pretty good. Patrick yeah, go Ewing. ahead and say that one. That's good. People complain that pro athletes make a lot of money, but what they don't understand <laughs> is that we need a lot of money because we spend a lot of money. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, this th- this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thread, isn't it? <laughs> what else? <laughs> nothing. Nothing that good. Yeah, those are the best ones. Mm-hmm. We should probably wrap it up. All right. All right, Brian. Thanks for bringing those beers over here. Those yeah, were, man. Those were good. Yeah. Preach. Anytime. Thanks for being here. Every Monday that. We record. I'll be here. <laughs> yeah. You guys enjoy these weeks off. We're going to be off next week. Enjoy them while you got them. Because once October hits, well, we have, we'll probably take off Halloween, but whatever. <laughs> 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 but uh, it's going to be every week, baby. We're going to be off next week because it's Labor Day. Oh, shit. Halloween is a Monday. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be off. Um, yeah. We'll be off next week because it's labor day so fuck that we're not working we're not doing it and then we'll be on the week after that so next week off and then back on and that's the we'll we'll draft that week yeah let's draft next week let's do it yeah let's do the next show we'll we'll do the yeah yeah let's do the mock draft it'll be fun most of the rosters are pretty set Mm -hmm. there could still be movement Maybe we'll do two mock drafts. I don't know. We'll figure it out. 
Bo, thanks. Appreciate. Yeah. Thanks for joining in. I had fun. And thank you to everybody that listened. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.